everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm good. How's your 4th of July holiday treating you? It's good. Um, I did have a little bit of a scary moment when I was driving it. So I had to fly into Newark. Um, And so first of all, our plane was delayed like an hour and I didn't even realize it because I fell asleep like almost immediately upon boarding the flight. Amazing. My go-to move. (laughs) I woke up like 30 minutes later and I was like, oh, we haven't moved yet. We're still here. Uh, And then I messaged my friend. I was like, oh, we're definitely delayed. And then I woke up again, I think like 30 minutes later, and we were just moving to take off. So, um, but that's not the scary moment. The scary moment is, so I flew LA to Newark, and then I had to drive um, to Pennsylvania, like an hour and, and 20 minutes. And like maybe 30 minutes into the drive, this huge rain slash thunderstorm hits. And at first I was like, okay, it's like everybody's slowing down. It's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden it started hailing (laughs) so bad. I had to pull off on the side of the road for like 10 minutes. That's the worst thing to do. I couldn't see. You literally couldn't, couldn't see anything. Like so unsafe though. (laughs) Uh, it had to be no other people there was a ton of other people like the shoulder was pretty big so um like (laughs) I'm just laughing because we had a massive thunderstorm here last night and so like (laughs) the like Calgary based Instagram accounts are like filled with photos of like bad drivers pulling off deer foot and like Uh, like trying to stick under underpasses and everything and like oh no 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 same thing with the, the hail and like it was like pretty torrential but it's just is there you even anywhere see. to pull off on Deerfoot? Like, well, that was what they were doing. They were like pulling under underpasses, but like four oh. and five cars wide, and so then like there's no. no way to get around them. But this was very civilized. <laughs> this was like in the shoulder, like very far off. Like no car was going to come near me, and everyone had their hazards on. Um, but I've never been in a situation like that before, and we've had some pretty bad hailstorms in Calgary. Um, but never, just, I've never had that. You're just like, does this count on my rental car policy? Or like, what Hon- honestly, here? that's all I could think about because the hail was so bad. I was like, there's no way this thing is not dented. Like, <laughs> no way. So then when I got uh, my friend's place, I was like, oh, it's not, it's not dented at all, which I was so shocked by because I was like, how am I going to explain this to the rental car? <laughs> well, and when you're in it, it sounds like it's like, you're like, those can't be like small pieces of hail. That's like glacier right. size dropping on me. <laughs> exactly. Like it's going to shatter the window. Gonna, like something bad is going to happen, but survived. I just like had to spend 10 minutes like on the side of the road and then it calmed down a little bit and then once you got like another five miles it was fine but it's good very interesting yeah well sorry if there was like a slight um interruption in your story there because 
uh, England just scored as you were talking to take a three nothing lead here, and like oh. some of my neighbors <laughs> clearly are cheering for England, and, and I heard a very rambunctious um, celebration out out my window here. So it's not the bird, but it was. <laughs> It's not the bird. I do. I don't miss the bird uh, no. today. Three not. So I um, my friend lives in Denmark and she's in town visiting. So we watched the game this morning. Yes. Um, very exciting for them to move on, obviously, with everything going on. And they definitely were not projected, I don't think, to make it this far. Yeah, well, I mean, they lost the first two games of the tournament, yeah. but I did, I, I forgot that you were watching it, and I was like, who can I text about this moment? Because I was dying laughing at the Czech Republic team had, like, two head injuries, so they just, like, <laughs> wrapped gauze around their whole head, and <laughs> the announcer was like, how much gauze do they have? <laughs> okay, I was also laughing so hard because... Those doctors like run on the field with a medical briefcase as if they are a businessman from like the sixties. I mean, we can't make fun of them too much because like obviously they know what they're doing and the fact they saved like Krishna yeah. King's life. But yeah. I do like I mean, I've played soccer my whole life and so the whole concept of like the pretending to get hurt and the flopping like has always driven me a bit crazy. Yeah. When they bring the magic spray out and they're they're healed and everything. <laughs> but I was just crying laughing because there was the one guy with the gauze around his head for, you know, a good chunk of the game and then then the other guy gets hit and he wasn't even bleeding. They just like no. wrapped his head up with this gauze on it. Looked like <laughs> what is what going I- on? The one guy who got hit, I was like, okay, this is understandable because he got like a cleat, I think, to hit the back of his head. Yeah. So like understandable that there's blood. The other guy, I think he just got like elbowed. So it's yeah. like, is, does this gauze protect from concussions? I don't understand. Yeah, like, I don't know. It was, I just had to laugh. Like you could see the doctor like fumbling, trying to get the new gauze pack open yeah. and everything. <laughs> but and I don't know if you noticed at the end of the game, but there was another guy bleeding from his head on the general <laughs> public. What is happening here? <laughs> I didn't. They cut pretty quickly to the uh, the Denmark local celebrations, but uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, we're down to the final four though in the Euros, and like I a know. couple teams that like, I mean, Denmark obviously unexpected. Like, I feel like Italy and England are like two teams that just like mm-hmm. there's always expectations and they're always let down. So. Yeah, so the fact that they've made it this far is, you know... Exactly, yeah, kind of surprising. So, um, but yeah, it's been... It's been interesting, yeah. Like, the whole, like, group of death getting eliminated and everything, like, wild. Our predictions weren't... weren't, No. I mean, we're just not good at predictions, I think, is what we have to admit. Because everything's (laughs) everything's gone wrong. I know the... Well, I was the only one who I think picked Tampa Bay on our poll um, in the NHL and it looks like they might pull through. Not that I'm excited I mean, about it. I just like, want to say that <laughs> Montreal was down 3 nothing in a series before this year, so maybe. Maybe they can yeah, come back. Yeah, but they're also not playing Toronto, so. <laughs> they did <laughs> announce today, though, that um, uh, that the Tampa families won't get an exemption to come into Canada to be at the game on on uh, oh, Monday night. So I'm assuming Tampa is going to try to lose that game yeah. and then win at home. Yeah, yeah. honestly, 
<laughs> I mean, it would be not a, like it could go two ways, right? Like you forfeit the game, lose on purpose, not forfeit, but like lose on purpose. And then you give Montreal momentum. Um, or you just like, or it turns out in your way and you win game five at home. Yeah. But that's pretty risky. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, like, too bad when you have the 3 nothing lead. And, like, but yeah. no team is ever going to, like, a- actually try to lose. No. I do think, like, a, th- a sweep with Carey Price, I don't know. He wasn't great the last game, but um, I do think Montreal has a chance to win game four and then and then probably lose game five. But um, Did you see, um, I think I sent it to you on Instagram, like, there was a guy who posted... Uh, or who had a sign and it was like I'm missing my first child's birth for this and he was at the game in Montreal and like okay you missed your child's birth for game three like this it's not even game seven you're not even gonna win the cup in game three like what is wrong with you (laughs) well I mean Darnell Nurse almost missed his child's birth so like what's the difference The lady was probably still giving birth by the time he got there, or he was fully just making it up anyways, like, just to get on TV. I thought the worst one was the guy in the Leafs jersey, and, like, you paid, yeah, there's, like, one guy in a Leafs jersey, and it's, like, you paid, like, upwards of 10 grand to be there for, like, what, to, like, revenge hate the, watch this game, like. I guess. I don't know That's so stupid. So so dumb. I know, I'm like, you have too much money. Do you need someone right. to help spend it? <laughs> do, available. Do you have any other hobbies? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm a veil. <laughs> yeah. So kind of a, a wild week. But um, maybe now, though, with this new change, um, maybe some NCAA athletes will have some some coin to spend it going to, uh, to right. games here. They're able to start making money here now. Very exciting. So... You know, for years and years and years, these schools just kind of profited off these athletes. Um, but now they will be able, like, if you purchase a jersey with someone's name on it, they get at least a portion of the revenue. Um, they can sign endorsement deals, from what I understood, in this uh, in this new law, I guess, that went into effect. Yeah, um, they've been signing with Barstool left, right, and center. <laughs> Barstool always on the forefront. I like there was one, and it was, uh, you know, that TikTok video or trend or whatever, where it's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. And it was like, this girl, and her TikTok was like, so you signed with Barstool? Like, what does that do? And she's like, I don't know. And it's like, do you get anything? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do you, does, is it just merch? I don't know. And it was pretty funny. Uh, right. But I mean, it'll be big for all the athletes. But obviously, you know, you look at the football and and basketball like the and March Madness brings in huge revenue. But some of those football teams have bigger stadiums than the the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, sell out larger stadiums. So that's huge for for those athletes. And, you know, good for them. Yeah, so they're able to get like sponsorship deals and um, like, yeah, just obviously profit off of anything in their likeness of video games or jersey sales or anything like that, um, which is pretty cool. Like it's, it's been, they've been exploited for so long. So it's nice to be able to see them because so many of those athletes too, like, you know, 
there are the big ones that absolutely will make it to the NFL or, you know, other professional sports and, and do well, but the majority of them won't. And they're, exactly. and, or they're professional in a sport that like, doesn't make money anyways, like, like women's volleyball, for example, kind of thing, right? Like you, you kind of need those sponsorships to pay your bills. Otherwise you have to go get another job and you're basically working in the Canadian football league here kind of thing. Like, (laughs) Oh, we know some people that are working in the Canadian football league. We'll come back to that later. (laughs) Professionals. Yeah. Um, But yeah, exactly. Like, uh, It'll be interesting to see, I guess, what the schools do, because I assume for them, especially larger ones that have, you know, make a lot of their revenue on off these athletes, like how how they plan to make up that money, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think like they're not exactly paying them a significant amount like from what I understand they are allowed to receive things that are like fair or reasonable cost so like the article that I was that I was reading for example says like now they can get like medical coverage and disability insurance but if they were to get a laptop it's unclear if they could get one that was worth five thousand dollars versus two thousand dollars kind of deal oh okay so it's not like the this schools and everything are going to start like showering them with money. I think the majority of it's going to come from external sponsorships, sponsorships yeah, which, which they weren't making anything on those anyways. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, the, the Nikes or the under armors of the world, they, they weren't really utilizing, they were sponsoring in the way that like the team's jerseys might be Nike jerseys or something yeah. like that. Um, but they weren't in, in the way that they had like individual athletes that, um, professional leagues do here so it will be interesting to see who becomes the first athlete to sign um like some mega deal with one of those companies um i mean i know that they've signed with barstool but i haven't really heard of (laughs) of anything you know like a nike signing someone or adidas or um, whatever but yeah i'm sure there's probably like uh some figuring out on all of those kind of things on yeah. on what they can sign and and how do you you know make sure you're following within the the rules and everything like that but um yeah it's i mean i'm happy for these athletes that that are able to get some of this stuff here now i know it will be good for them well deserved yeah um, speaking of teams that won't have money to give to anyone <laughs> uh, the washington football team was fined $10 million uh, this week for investigations under team conduct, which is just great and seems like a lot of the complaints were from females. Yeah, they had like surprising. They had 15 women, at least 15 women, complain of sexual harassment yeah. um, when they were under the Washington Redskins name there um, and a couple journal- journalists as well. So they did a huge investigation around the workplace culture. I assume sort of similar to what Ellen went through with her, um, <laughs> her situation. <laughs> right. Um, but basically they determined that ownership and senior management basically didn't give 
two hoots about yeah. the workplace culture um, and in some cases acted inappropriately themselves and that the ultimate person responsible was was the owner, Dan Snyder. So, yeah. um, Which he's still involved. Like it doesn't sound like he's, I mean, he might be stepping down as his CEO role, but from what I've read, he's still going to be involved in some aspect of the team, which, and he has to undergo like, sexual harassment training which yeah okay like can you just go away i don't know well i mean he can't really step down while he owns it right so he you know and i i know like was it the clippers where they forced the owner to sell when he got involved I think, in something yeah i think but i just think the nfl is a bit more of a old white Republican boys club club kind of thing. (laughs) So I don't really see them, them doing that with Dan Snyder, but um, maybe he'll have other people or, or start selling pieces of it off. Like I know, you know, obviously there was a bunch of athletes buying into sports for a little while there. Maybe Maybe A-Rod's got nothing to do. (laughs) Um, It sounds like his wife will, so she was named the team's co-CEO this week and will take over the day-to-day duties and represent the franchise at league functions for the next several months. And then Danny Boy will focus on a new stadium plan and, quote-unquote, other matters. <laughs> Keeping it in his pants. <laughs> right. Like, oh, oh it's just... I don't know. They just seem to get away with this because they have money and own the team. But I feel like we can be better and he can, I don't know, like, I don't know what the answer is, but I don't feel like this is the answer. (laughs) Like he still gets to own the team and profit off of them. Yeah. But I mean, that's what happens when you own things, right? Like it's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a great standard to be setting. And uh, I don't know how you really change when that's your leadership, but um, they like, look how long it took them to come up with the idea that maybe calling themselves the Redskins was inappropriate. So, right. Also, um, I was just thinking of that. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, this was this guy that held on for that to that for so long, and then yeah. finally last year was like, oh, I guess. Yeah, and even that, I feel like, it, like obviously didn't put a lot of effort into it as they literally just drop Redskins and call them the the football right. team. So, <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> I think they said that they will call them that until they can find a new name, but like they're clearly not looking very hard for well, a new exa- name. Exactly. I feel like they just did it hoping that people would just not get mad about it if li- later and, and they'd be able yeah. to go back to it. So Right. There's got to be some other name, like the Washington Capitals, the Washington Nationals. Like There's got to be something else in that range that they can use. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Just... I mean, there's so many of those names that are borderline and, and yeah. you know, you got the, the Blackhawks and everything too, but for whatever reason, the Redskins always just felt like a bit over the top on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was not great. And, and I do think the Blackhawks have come under some heat and I did see that the Edmonton Eskimos changed their name to the Elks. Yes. Yeah. The Elks. So, so that'll be this year. Um, but seems like not somewhere I'd want to work. So 
Yeah, I mean, I say, I say that I say that on the outside, but like, quite honestly, if they called, I would take the job. So <laughs> we're like, do you need social media managers? Would you like us to host your podcast? Sure, we could do it. Yeah, you might not like what we have to say, but like, I'll do it for you. Uh, um, the other kind of crazy news that came out this week. Um, well, before we jump into that, I just think we should recap our Olympic rant from last week. Yes. Um, because <laughs> and how I, we're on the forefront of news breaking. I think I, um, I think we need to take credit for Olympics changing their stance, allowing <laughs> breastfeeding moms. Um, you know, we have such a wide following on our podcast at this point that like, you know, that pressure that Washington was facing from their, the public, like that was basically what we did for <laughs> With the Olympics allowing breastfeeding moms to um, bring their babies, their babies with them. So that's great. But um, one thing that we'll have to decide if we're ready to protest on is um, Shakari Richardson's suspension, which will cause yeah. her to miss the 100-yard uh, race there because of her smoking weed. And she, yeah, so she, one of her drug tests came back and tested positive. Um and I mean, she was projected to be a gold medal contender. So huge blow, obviously, for the U.S. Olympic team. Also herself personally. Yeah. Um, her trial was insane how fast and how yeah. far out ahead she was. Like, you yeah. probably see the images of her. She had like the like long colored hair and then like the fingernails that like basically probably crossed the finish line first. <laughs> <laughs> But, I don't um, understand how people function with fingernails that long. Like, I really don't get it. Honestly, you- between oh. that and, like, running with your hair down, I cannot. <laughs> I would I already know. be too uncomfortable basically running in a bathing suit. And then you have in <laughs> your hair in your face the whole time and these fingernails. Like, Yeah, I just, I don't get it. It's one thing that has always puzzled me. I'm like, do you have people to type on your laptop for you? Like, <laughs> you definitely can't do that. Can't use your phone. Nope. I mean, you're not opening any cans of anything. Let's no, be let's be clear on not. that one. Um, I have mixed feelings about this because I just think uh, when you know you're being drug tested, like plan it better I don't know so it sounds like what happened is she found out her birth mother died um unexpectedly I don't know what the relationship there was but she found it out from a journalist oh my gosh um, and and so she smoked the weed or whatever she did kind of thing and what I did like about it is that she fully owned that she knew that she was not allowed to do it and she made the choice to do it anyways like so often you hear of these athletes that get caught with some sort yeah. of banned substance and they're like, someone tricked me or I didn't know. Like I, so I, I appreciate that she, you know, seems to understand what she did was, was a mistake. Um, yeah. The interesting part though, is like if the U S will, will keep her on the team or if they'll extend the suspension yeah. because she gets a month long suspension, which, which will take her out of the hundred yard oh, dash. Okay. But she would be able to compete in the relay because it's past 30 days from now, just the schedule that the Olympics uh, is being run on. So she oh, still the US could is go. For sure going to let her go. 100%. <laughs> if there's a chance of getting a medal, one, she will be there. 
Yeah. Like there's but, no um, way. Yeah. But I mean, it sets like a, you know, kind of your tone of how you feel about performance enhancing yeah. drug, which like weed is not really what you would consider no, performance enhancing drug for a sprinter. Slower, but- yeah. <laughs> and that's like a point that most people are making is like, imagine how fast she probably would have been without the yeah. weed kind of thing. But um, yeah, she, she certainly was probably the, you know, the expected yeah. to be the fastest in the, in the world there. So I feel I feel really sad for for yeah. her and like you know the circumstances that led up to this not great. I think it's weird because that's a substance that's banned but like is also legal and so that I think make that's a lot of where sense. my problem comes in. I'm like okay yeah. the state that she smoked in was legal. It's legal there. I guess you could argue it's not technically in the US legal federally. Yeah. So there's but that like, argument, but yeah. again, it's it'll be interesting to see where the U.S. Olympic Committee sits and and what they end up deciding. But I guess knowing that story now, I understand why she did it, yeah. and the fact that she's owning it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I'm ready to like protest for her. Um, no, but you know, because obviously I would be te- cheering for Team Canada in this situation. So, like, <laughs> whatever handicap the U.S. gets in that track and field, that's cool too. But um, I do think like it's they they're working on some pretty outdated. Uh, yeah, we probably need list to of substances. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. Not the only athlete, well, not really athlete, but (laughs) like news story involving legal precedent in sports this week with uh, the Tour de France culprit was finally arrested after fleeing to Germany, I believe it was. Yeah, I would not really use the term athlete. I think the opposite of that situation (laughs) is what caused the carnage of the Tour de France. Someone translated the sign and apparently it was like a hello to their grandparents. No! Oh my god. (laughs) But it sounds like the the Tour de France, whoever runs it or whatever, has decided to drop charges. Like, this has already gotten so out of hand. Which, I mean, I get, like, that person now basically has to die of embarrassment and can't be seen outside. Um... But it'll be, but that the athlete who was injured, there was one athlete that was taken to the hospital, could, from what I understand, press like civil charges against this lady. Yeah, because originally they were going to charge her on um, like causing injury and like causing mass chaos. Yeah, (laughs) and so they fleeing the scene, fleeing the scene. So yeah, so she this like 30 year old woman who that's the part that kills me is like you should know better at 30 than like doing this You're kind not of like thing five-year-old okay right like. yeah um and Ugh. but you know what i i respect the tour decision to you know okay maybe like do we really sue her like what is this yeah but the point of that he had originally made the tour director was that you know we're suing her because we need to stop people from thinking this is okay and you know so being consequences to your actions I think is something here that uh, you know there should be some sort of situation for um 
you know, this preventing other people from doing something stupid as well. Like maybe they think twice the next time. Right. Which you would assume that we have to not think that this would be okay in general. But clearly this lady thought it was a cool idea. So, yeah. um, So she must learned. She must have been German. I'm just reading the, the, what the sign said. It was like, <laughs> Allah's Opi Omi. So come on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Granddad, Dur- granny. <laughs> so yeah, for sure going into that. But uh, it's just, I don't know what goes through people's heads sometimes. But I know. Jeez. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank God um, they weren't bogging down the legal system with that um, because I think there's some other legal problems happening that we need to, to focus on here as we switch right. over to pop culture. I mean, huge news this week that Bill Cosby was released from prison on what appears to be a um, technicality that, from what I understand... There was a civil suit and a criminal suit. And first of all, um, he was only charged criminally on one incident, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. But the in the civil suit, it was noted that if he testified, whatever he said would not be used in the criminal trial. And then he testified and admitted whatever he admitted. And that and that testif test Testimony is the word, yes. <laughs> Testimony was used in the criminal case. Oh. Which, when it went up to the Supreme Court, then they were like, uh... You, you said we weren't going to do that. I see. Which is shocking that it even made it that far. Like, did you have that bad of a defense attorney that they didn't realize this in the first place? Like, what? Yeah, no kidding. Well, it was pretty wild. So, so Bill Crosby's being released. And then, you know, so obviously there was shock and outrage over that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, what he did was, was pretty because serious. disgusting. And, okay. But then the, the actress who played his wife on the Cosby show, um, Felicia Rashad, um, yep. came out and tweeted, like, finally, like, a right, a wrong has been righted. Um, you know, this was a miscarriage <sighs> of justice, et cetera. Which, okay, fine, I understand the fact that, you know, she was probably very close to him, and you do see people in the light that you want to see them a lot of the times, yes. kind of thing. And so, if that was if that was all, that probably would have just been like, okay, like, open your eyes kind of deal. But, yeah. she has just started a job, literally that day, at Howard University, where she'd been named the dean literally responsible for making sure that there was like a woman representative to address any sort of things that they had about like survivors coming forward. And, and, you know, there was a person that was, you know, a bit more relatable to the victims and things like that. So like her first day of work, she comes out with this statement basically saying that all of the people who, yeah, all of the people who accused Bill, you know, they don't get any of that benefit of the doubt of, of assumption of, you know, their story is, is the right one kind of thing. And so they now like, there was all sorts of calls for her to resign. And I mean, rightfully so, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it's one thing, okay. And it was kind of like this with um, Hoda and uh, Savannah. I think her name's Savannah. 
country from yep. yeah from the more uh, whatever not the morning show the today show when the whole matt lauer thing happened and they literally had to get on air you know hours after it broke and and made some statement and they were visibly upset right and and said you know the person that they know wouldn't do this and i i do understand that like uh, you know people yeah. who do this type of thing are not going to prey on you probably and but i think that they have then accepted after like the investigation came out and was like no this actually happened like there's been multiple claims and you know it it seems very credible and this lady his co-star in the bill cosby case like haven't we gone through enough to prove that these were like credible well, that's the thing. Accusations. Like, yeah, with with Hoda and, and Savannah or whatever, they're like, that was moments after it broke, right? So you can kind of excuse them for responding in a way that maybe they didn't have, think it all the way through or yeah. they didn't like set their emotions aside. But like, Bill Cosby has gone through multiple court trials exactly. where it's all been laid out there. So I don't know how you can claim it's like a miscarriage of justice when he's literally getting off on a technicality and like there's 50 more than 50 women who accused him of sexual misconduct like one or two women you know you could maybe be like well you know i don't know there could be something misconstrued or or there could be ill intentions 50 women didn't just come together and think let's go after bill cosby's 83 this seems like a good time kind of thing like exactly so you know what this lady should resign or howard university should reconsider her employment contract in my opinion she like she deleted the tweet and then she came out with something saying like you know all of the victims should be heard or something like that but like things don't get removed from the internet so damage was done it's out there and it's still out there that you think bill cosby was in wrongly accused or wrongly convicted yeah when basically his testimony from what i understand admitted that he did it and that was why he was put in prison in the criminal court and then the only reason he's out is because they couldn't use the testimony so Yeah, so uh, watch out, everyone. Um, in the Philadelphia area, Bill is released. And On the loose. Stay, stay vigilant there uh, when you're around Bill here. Uh, Not- it was like the same when R. Kelly was released in Chicago. <laughs> I will say um, this was not the release we were hoping for this week. Nope. Um, no. Bill was the wrong person to be released because we were hoping that Brittany was going to be released from her conservatorship right which was not the case no so okay what I did obviously the same day this Bill Cosby thing happened it came out that the judge has kept uh Jamie Spears on Brittany's conservatorship and from what I have heard is that this decision was actually made in like December or November of last year and wasn't signed into the court until that day. So like it wasn't a new decision based on her testimony because I think the way it came out was like, okay, she testifies all this stuff. And then the judge still is like, absolutely not. Like you're not free. Hmm. But from what I've read, it's that she, this, this decision was made kind of in the fall when this was being brought up again. I don't know how accurate that is. Okay. Like, (laughs) 
who who knows but i did find her sister's um speech interesting yeah well jamie lynn's had a few kind of things where she's spoken out about now like she um she commented how she always wanted what was best for her sister and she's looked up to her since she was a little kid and then she was saying like i get that people might be mad at me but not like let's cut it with the death threats to me and and my children which fair which point. is not okay yeah Never that's, okay that's that's um too far people too far yeah. um but yeah i think she's she's reeling a little bit by the fact that you know Brittany had said her family was at fault and, yeah. and really didn't distinguish anyone uh not not being the problem here but um but it's weird like so so they came out and said that, you know, Brittany's father is Romanian as conservator. And now yeah. Brittany's been invited to speak with um, Matt Gates um, before Congress. And oh, yeah. So like he's, oh. he's basically doing some sort of, uh, he wants there to be like a judiciary committee review of Americans trapped in conservatorships based off of, the, the New York Times documentary and everything like that. So I don't know where that's held up. I mean, he's the, uh, I think he's the representative from like Florida or something like that, isn't Okay. Is it somewhere? I, I, I don't know. So I don't really know what it has to do with like Britney's case in California. And no, also I like, think she's probably just like a huge name. And obviously nobody knew what conservatorship was until like, this Britney Spears thing. I mean, it's obviously been going on for a long time and I think it's typically used um, with like older people. Yeah. Um, But she's clearly like made it this big concept. And um, my friend was actually telling me there's a movie called I care a lot on Netflix. Maybe that is about conservatorship and she recommended I watch it, but yeah, with Rosalie Pike or whatever or something. I watched it. I watched it during our golden globes phase because it was nominated. (laughs) okay yeah it was um so i assume this guy is probably like "Ooh, britney spears is like this big hot ticket item right now around conservatorship let's have her speak you know what though surprises me is a big part of the shocking revelation from britney's speech was around the iud piece right yes. and and so like a republican asking for like someone to help her based off the, off of the issues of like reproductive rights for women seems right like, so like what is what's his angle here <laughs> like, he wants her to be able to have babies because like we don't believe in birth control like what is the situation that he's going probably, for this is probably what he's going for <laughs> like i guess whatever works but um her conservator also came out this past week saying that that is not accurate that that she is allowed to reproduce and marry with whomever she wants. So it does concern me. And I mean, obviously there's, they have their own motives for saying that because like. What do you they, mean? They, they don't. So even if the conservatorship is, is removed, she's not allowed to just marry anyone she wants. No, she is allowed to even under the conservatorship. Oh, they're saying like the conservatorship has nothing to do with her relationships, her marriage or her, ability to have babies well other so, the fact that she's like not allowed to have any of her own money or leave I mean, her house or okay. anything like that yes but like i mean her boyfriend lives in her home so <laughs> so i i don't understand if 
I mean, I I get they have their own motives for saying that because people are like dragging them. Mm -hmm. But if that's actually the case, like, has someone really sat down with her? And this is where I would expect her family to step in versus like posting these Instagram stories about how you're always on her side. Like, has someone explained to her like what is and is not allowed? Because if this is the case and like she could have her IUD removed, like, uh, well, whether the cons- whether the conservatorship is allowed to do that or not, like yeah. if he like Jamie Spears could be implying what is allowed and what is not allowed, and he's the one who gets to confirm that decision with her, right? So. He, yeah, he could be taking this too far, and but who's supposed to counteract that? Like, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. But it was very interesting when that came out. Uh, I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> maybe does she not understand then? Like, well, clearly, and also I don't think she's like in a sound state of mind. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. <sighs> but maybe we should flip gears because I feel like. Um, you know, the Britney situation is just going to be ongoing and we'll probably have updates fairly regularly. Whereas I don't know that we'll have much of an update on this story after today's episode. (laughs) Which story is this, Jill? Well, we aggressively binge watched Too Hot to Handle (laughs) this past week. This season was so much better than last season. Like in a league above last season. So the premise of this show is that these people are like put on like an island or a, a in a hotel or kind of thing, and they're not allowed to have any sort of like sexual contact with each other. So everything. I mean, we should preface that these people are picked because they are people that just oh, they're horn dogs. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like they sleep with a different person every night, basically. Yeah. but they're not allowed to do anything from like kiss on upwards kind of thing. And And they lose money. Yeah. They're watched all the time and penalized what they do. And like, at one point it looked like they were going to owe the show money. They're just going to town. And this is how bad it was. Like the first, they lost money for the first 10 days straight. And then (laughs) They were given the chance. So the prize is like $100,000. And in season one, they were they all split the money between the final 10 people. But in season two, they said, okay, only one person is going to get the money. So they were down, I don't know, to like 50 some odd thousand dollars. And the person, the producer that controls the show was like, okay, if you go 24 hours without rule breaking, I will add however much money to the pot. And of course, the couple that hates each other the most at this point sleeps together that night. <laughs> Which cost $20,000. <laughs> like, amazing. Yeah. I didn't, what I didn't like about this season compared to last season is I didn't like that there was one winner and the way that they voted on it, mostly because I didn't like who was the winner. I didn't think that was deserving, but. We were um, firmly team Pam and Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and this Marvin and and Melinda were a bit, uh, a bit much. They were a bit much to handle. (laughs) Yeah. Too, too much to handle. Yeah. Um, I know the winner was kind of a bummer. Just because, like, 
they went so long with like hating each other and like playing all these stupid games to like make each other jealous and it was really annoying until they lost the show like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um but I need to know, like, no one's really come out and said if people are still together yet. So I, know. I don't know if that's because they're filming a reunion show. Yeah, because they did do a reunion show last year. And yeah. then also they film it so far in advance that the press has to be done, like, now. And so they're obviously trying to make it look like it, this was a recent situation. Yeah. And because, yeah, I've been... I've been looking and, and seeing and they're doing press together and they look civil and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like has Cam changed his bad boy ways? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. What's the, what's the deal there? So, um, highly recommend watching that if you need to kind of pollute your brain for a little bit for the next <laughs> little while. It's about a week or so before Love Island starts. So this, oh. this will be a good way to, to get ramped up for it. I love Love Island <laughs> so much, so much. I do like the British version more just because they, it's like no holds bar what they can put on British television. Yeah. So it's like, you see almost everything basically. And I think that, I think the British season just started as well, did it not? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Whereas in like the US, it's obviously like a lot more tame what they show. And yeah. Yeah. But the premise of Love Island I find very interesting too because they form friendships and like sometimes you're more invested in the friendships totally. than the relationships. I mean even even in some of the like these ones yeah I think that's that's <laughs> you're it's just I don't know. There are people that I find very hard to relate to. So <laughs> to me it's like they're not like watching real people. It's like this is like watching like a made up story right. kind of thing. So Right. Um, speaking of made up stories, I'm almost done the honeymoon or the unhoneymooners, uh, which got signed another one of our YA books, in case yes. you're wondering, but got the movie rights were sold this week, right? Yep. Um, so I don't think it's just at the point where like the rights were sold. They weren't, um, like at casting or any of that kind of stuff, but there should be a, a book very excited or movie in the future. Yeah. I have been reading, um, meet meet cute i believe is what it is oh how's it um, going it's going okay this one yes based on the bearded man photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little bit of a different um different style of getting to the like the End goal of them being yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so i mean you know it's coming of course but uh so far it's not the traditional like the meet cute part normally happens very early in the book Yes. And then they have the relationship and then there's the misunderstanding that they break up from and then they get back <laughs> together where this one, there is a lot of time where they have not got into the relationship yet. Oh. So um, it's building. It is building. I'm off to go read it here as we wind off this episode. Okay. Well, I won't keep you any longer. <laughs> okay. Well, have a good week and we'll talk to you next, next time. Bye, Jill. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensively. See you next Tuesday.